Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Von Gold, and today we talk to intuitive astrologist Louisa Tanner Munson, who reads her clients' possible future timelines. If you don't know what your probable probable future options are, you can still change it. Plus, we talk about the role of metaphysical moms and 5D parents who help their children harness their six senses in this new processional cycle on Earth. So Earth is cooking with the new beginnings of the X-Men of the fifth dimension. So metaphysical parents, this episode is for you. So with that, Louisa, welcome to Merkaba Chakras. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes, it's, it's going to be a fun one. I love your work. So before we get into um, your work, can you please tell the audience your story for how you even got into this in the first place? Well, um, as a child, I felt things and heard things and um, saw things that other people didn't see. And I was told it was all a load of rubbish and it wasn't real. Um, and throughout my teens, I still heard things and still saw things and energies and stuff. Um, and I'd also learned about astrology by then, uh, that it was a possibility. Um, I was also interested in hypnotherapy. And I did all my usual studies at school, um, but at the same time started studying astrology behind the scenes. I was a bit embarrassed to talk about it because my parents wanted me to get a normal job. And What's um, a normal job uh, in well, the, the UK? Yeah, I think they just wanted me to work for a company that, uh -huh. expects, you know, like in a bank or something like that. And, um, but yeah, astrology grabbed me and I didn't I didn't go and work in a bank straight away. I went and lived and worked in France, like living on campsites and being quite free. Um, mm. But astrology was always in the background. And when I did move back to the UK um, in my mid 20s, I did do some insurance work and banking work and worked as a trainer and a coach, which I loved. Um, and then behind the scenes, carried on studying astrology and NLP and hypnosis and timeline therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just did it as a hobby, um, just offered it out to people um, and helped heal people and stuff. And then around 35, when I was living in Bali, um, I started to do it for donations um, and then started charging for it. And then just over this last 10 years or so, I've just started my own consultancy. So I kind of put myself through an apprenticeship. And as I got older, I just got less happy 
to have a normal job mm. and I got more confident to just say no this is me and and it's okay to be an intuitive it's completely fine to be an intuitive in the modern world world so it was kind of because I just didn't feel comfortable with my identity knowing how a lot of people um, are towards intuitives so and we got a bit braver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a very common thing um, because there is that stigma of being woo woo and not yeah. being um, and not being um, centered not being or yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. are are you a little bit crazy or uh, you know lose all your marbles? That all all of that kind of talk. And what I found is um, most of that is self-projected. Most people, for the most part, are really curious about your unique skill. And, and whether it comes true or doesn't come true or it, has, it resonates or doesn't resonate, they're still kind of curious about it. So, yeah. um, you know, there's 8 billion people in the world and you're not interested in talking to 8 billion or you, will you ever have the ability to? So you can attract the people that you want to attract and engage with mm. so um so what is it about that stigma that holds a lot of um people with these unique talents back from offering it to the world because the world is quite large of a petri dish um i think i think it's fear of ridicule which like when mm. you get the other side of it and you realize there's nothing to fear it, it right. seems really kind of sort of like um just not an issue at all however mm. um you know when you're in the grasp or the grip of um western society as it looks from the outside um it looks like if you'll be rejected you'll be rejected from your friends your family so i think it might be rejection um and where do you think that stems from is that I, kind of religious thing that it stems from that know. fear of um I didn't grow up in a religious household, mm. though I did come across um, religious people who said, oh, you're obviously the work of the devil. You know, the devil's obviously- They still believe in that? Yeah, someone encouraged me to burn my books, you know, a family member, you know, not my immediate family. Um, but mm. I went to a technical grammar school. And so a lot of the people that I went to school with um, believe in science and believe this, that, and the other. Yeah. Astrology, what do you want about psychic powers were? <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, over the years, I've just met so many really cool people. And, like, you do gravitate. You do find your tribe. And they find you. Um, and, yeah, over the – I mean, I never really wanted to be a popular person anyway. You know, I wasn't mm -hmm. the kind of school who had, like, tons of friends. I was the one right. doing drawings and things. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I've the desire to help other people. You know, when you know you've got a, a skill that can help people get through an issue – um, and I, you've used it yourself, mm -hmm. um, then I think the need to help others comes forward and it pushes you forward, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a really good point. And, you know, I, I tell this too, because a lot of my, um, a lot of my clients um, have six, I do six sense consultations and they also have unique skills and interests in, in various modalities as well. But um, self-confidence is something that many of them are challenged about. And, they want to do this either as a side thing or they want to do it just for fun as, a, as, a, as an interesting skill that they have, et cetera. So they have various reasons, but um, the fear of being ridiculed and not being able to balance their metaphysical interests with maybe the professional interests and not be um, marginalized for that is a big fear that I, for the most part, 
most people don't really care. And the people who do care, you don't care for them. <laughs> so. I, I actually think um, a lot of um, like 20 somethings are actually going to do a lot for this kind of industry because people, they, they've grown up with the internet. They've grown up with um, mm -hmm. people liking you or not liking you. And they've grown up needing to have quite hard, tough shells and to realize that a lot of it just doesn't matter. It's just superfluous. So I think we've laid the groundwork for this ne next generation to rise up and and really embody who they are um, yes yes early indigos you know like I, I know quite a few exceptional like 70 and 80 year olds who have always been healers um and who've always like worked with crystals or tones and things like that um so I just think we are legion <laughs> you know we're growing and people yeah. are just you know, more accepting of themselves now I think it's good but self-confidence yeah you're right yeah sure. yeah yeah, I, I know before we, we started this, we were um, we were talking like the business element of metaphysical business, offering a metaphysical offering or service to the public, whatever it is. And there's so many different aspects of, because um, you have the metaphysical talent or modality in which you offer to people. And then there's a lot of business elements to it too. Like how does your website, go, how are you going to charge? You know, what is the limit for the hourly? How are you going to make a webinar or a training course material? How are you going to make books? I mean, just, are you going to do a podcast? I mean, just it just expands and expands and expands. And, you know, and so it does become quite a bit of a venture and all always fun because you love doing it it's all the it's your fun metaphysics that you love doing and and with um the world being much more open to online consultations you can get the best intuitive astrologists from portugal anywhere in the world you could be in hong kong you could be in china you could be in the u.s so you don't even need anybody in your specific country who may be poo-pooing your offering because the rest of the world is interested and they'll book you up very, very easily. So that's yeah. one of the things I really want um, the audience members to know because they go through my library of, of podcast interviews and a majority of people are making an offering. They're offering a service to yeah. the public and they're teaching it to the public. And so that because the interest has grown and they can't keep up with the demand. And so they want to teach it to other students who can use it and offer it in their services and um, and in their side business or whatever they want to do with it. And so there's so many different ways in which you can take this to the very, very next level. And um, it's very respected because um, I know for myself, I have clients who come to me for hypnosis or even just for six cents consultations because there's no one that consults uh, yeah. from a Buddhist perspective on um, re parallel realities, multiverses and consciousness. And so, um, and so, you know, they have gone through mental health and counselors and spent, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars and I'm not interested in wasting their time. Two sessions, get through your stuff, send you on your way until the next six cents comes up, hit me up. I'm moving yeah. on to the next person. They're like, that was wonderful. That saved so much time. And I said, yeah, you're welcome good luck. <laughs> so because there's so much demand in um, and people coming into um, these skills. And so this is, this, again, is another one of those modalities, because in Asia, astrology, is very respected. And, um, you know, the other parts of the world may it still may, may be foreign to them. So yeah. Louisa, you have the ability to read possible future timelines for your clients that we've been discussing so yeah. 
And people use these possible future timelines to empower themselves. So what are the most common future timelines for humanity that you see in your clients? Well, I'm quite lucky. I um, attract quite open-minded, um, quite healing, um, kind of beyond the veil type clients. So I see a lot of enlightening and awakening moments um, in their future timelines. Um, so right now, a lot of my clients that I'm working with seem to be on an upward trajectory. You know, they're mm. always, everything seems to be working out really nicely for them. Mm. So a lot of the, the, the more regularly I'm working with people, the more I'm seeing that they're having an uplift of energy. And that's been going on really since the start of this COVID phenomenon. Um, you are know, so afraid that you say that because I just did a book interview and the, uh, the, um, the, the podcast, um, host was like how could you say 2020 was a wonderful year for many people it was a horrible year for many people and I'm like what frequency are you at because all the high vibe people are like it's it's way abundant <laughs> so, yeah the great mean, year <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah for sure the new energy is making it so easy <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean a lot of um a lot of people I'm working with are doing really really well right now yeah. and um, the things that have held them back previously seem to be falling away so all I can like, like, like what are the things that your clients were working with previously that are falling away in these um, higher energies? Um, what, what I'm noticing is people right now, the people I'm working with are moving to where they need to be. So they're shifting location. They're moving to be with the people they should be with. So they're shifting from relationships. I had lots and lots of relationship inquiries, um, ah. you know, with shifting out of their old paradigm relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and it's in particular the women who are... Um, sensing the change and needing the change and their guys either couldn't keep up or it was just, it was just time to leave and some of them actually started to work together so you know there are different outcomes mm -hmm. uh, according to couples but there was definitely a lot of relationship shifting um, and then mm -hmm. there's career career success there's a lot of people realizing that they can um, design the career that they want on mm -hmm. their own skills so there's a lot of people um suddenly coming online realizing that what who they are they can earn a living from and, and feel safe being themselves so mm -hmm. it's been really magical like exploring this with them at the same time as I'm kind of doing that myself as well so <laughs> yeah that's really good I like to hear that because I like yeah. to hear that um I mean just everybody's going to have their experience in yeah. earth and they're going to have the experience that matches the frequency and you're getting high vibe clients that are wanting to go next level and manifest yeah. the next level in their existence and I am as well as well as a lot of other high vibe practitioners of many many different modalities are getting much the same thing I'm hearing much the same yeah. thing that 2020 was one of their best more abundant years although uh, many other people struggled because they didn't catch up and follow yeah. the changes that earth's been saying for a long time well, that's the thing. I mean, this didn't happen just by chance. A lot of the clients I've been working with had been feeling the changes ahead of time. Mm -hmm. um, and like we we skipped out of the UK like three and a half years ago because mm -hmm. we felt that something big was about to happen and that our freedoms might be curtailed. And both my husband and I work online. Obviously, if we can't work online, we might have a few problems. But, you know, we connect. We were already connecting with all our clients around the world before it hit. So mm -hmm. when it hit, and we're homeschooling our children, um, and we also grow lots of vegetables from home. <laughs> so, so you were like preparing yourself, and you didn't know what you're preparing yourself for. It was yeah. almost like, yeah. 
we 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 knew kind of the feeling that was coming but we didn't know exactly how it was going to hit but we were sure it's going to happen and you know a lot of our um like my parents in particular were saying oh you know you don't need to do all that just get a normal job you know like when I said no no I feel like we need to kind of be a, a little bit more to ground mm-hmm. working online they couldn't quite understand it um and I you know I still don't know if they do but <laughs> but yeah. I know people who have who have kind of prepared themselves you know, they've hit the ground running, you know, they, you know, already had their podcasts sorted or already the sort of channels of communication. And yeah, it's kind of gone quite smoothly. Yeah, that's really good to hear. I like to hear that. So um, the, the possible future timelines that you see for humanity, they're uplift, but like, is there certain characteristics of this lifted reality that you that you see for many of your clients? Can you tell us some of the well, yeah, to. Also, I have worked with a few people in hypnosis as well and mm-hmm. also worked on my own hypnosis so some people are seeing a very sort of technologically advanced civilization where mm-hmm. things um, are um, just really abundant you know mm-hmm. that the, the whole nature of the universe is abundance and mm-hmm. anyone who does fermenting or who loves growing plants knows that because like every yeah. plant you know like um fruiting plants for instance they produce so many seeds you know if you get the environment right it keeps yeah. on going you need to do mm-hmm. much and it's the same with everything um we just don't realize we've been taught that we're in a scarce society and we've got to fight for everything it's just not true it's just how it's been set so yeah um, i think i think there's a possibility for something very sort of technologically advanced but not the kind of techno technology that we know but a kind of organic technology um that works um well I can't quite put my fingers on it um but it's it's um like an etheric technology almost mm-hmm. like it's coming from us mm-hmm. um like we have new ways of organizing things but that's not just right now you know that's a little bit you know <laughs> way off but um I do also see that there is um do you know the work of Dolores Cannon I do I do I, I do um that's one of the modalities of hypnosis that I do I know quite a few few of her practitioners actually Um, and she obviously speaks of the bifurcation you know like the world splitting in two and so according to your vibration you kind of go to the world that suits you the most Um, and so I don't get too many clients who are like um, wanting to stay with the kind of society that we've got but there are so many people that actually think that what's going on right now is completely normal and um, we will continue yeah cocooning yeah very much so yeah but the the timelines I'm seeing are actually um going into awakening and then um like a a time of golden years you know a time of where anything becomes possible and that the freer your mind is the more you can create and that Mm. the the time needed for us to create becomes smaller and smaller and smaller so that we're in kind of zero point energy you know we think Mm -hmm. it and it manifests Mm -hmm. That's the definition of the fifth dimension. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I call it Buddhism in the fifth dimension because Buddhism, it, the, the word bood in Sanskrit just means to awake within the matrix, the holographic nature. That, that's what bood means, B-U-D, B-U-D-H for Buddha. means a person who is awake within the matrix, the holographic matrix, and because they're awake within the matrix, they know that consciousness, their consciousness is what creates the outer physical reality. Knock, knock. 
<laughs> and um and because they create the outer physical reality they know that these avatars that we embody are just for the roles in which we are playing in this version of the game in this aspect of the game in which consciousness is experiencing through us yes so yes. uh but that's that's the definition of a boot and when you are awake within the matrix and you understand that everything is energy um and if you are present in the higher dimensions that everything exists now, which is a fifth dimension and higher um, understanding of reality, you are in connection with source. Yes. And source has no times or linearity. Everything exists now. So it's just a matter of which, where in the multiverse experience do you want to pick from and experience now? Yes. It's all around. Which one? Take a focus. So that's with people in hypnosis, isn't it? Because you can mm -hmm. take them. Um, like a lot of people talk about past life regression, but mm -hmm. I think future progression is, you know, it's more empowering. Like, yeah. Um, and there's nothing to say it's not happening at the same time. It's like you're saying, they're all existing in the same potential. Yeah, it's <laughs> just one big reality is a bubble in Buddhism. That's why we always have the mandalas. Um, reality wow. is a bubble. And so if reality is a bubble, future, the past, the in between, all of that is is existing with them in the bubble it just depends on where you're gonna look <laughs> I love that. so um but i love your your um what you're getting from your clients because i get this from my clients too where they have an issue with overabundance and how do they focus how do they focus how do they organize how do they take it to the next level and so they'll connect with source or i'll give them um recommendations based off of previous clients who have similar challenges just to give them ideas and they're like oh my goodness I came up with so many ideas and and now it's it's and I need to focus on where to start so it's the clients that I have and that you have seem to have an overabundance issue mm -hmm. of of easy ways in which to take their life and their experiences and creations to the next level um if they if when you're doing astrology, if they do happen to go into like a past astrology, is that just for healing? So they know not to repeat certain life lessons that have cropped up so they don't repeat it in the future is what is the purpose of that that you see? Well, um, it really depends on the, the client. So, for instance, some of my Dolores Cannon friends, you know, the people who are trained in her technology, um, where they've um, experienced their past and they know the dates of their birth. I've looked at their past previous dates of birth and drawn mm -hmm. on the birth chart and also done the future ones yeah um, or for instance if they know they're in, in Atlantis or if they know their previous name there are over 10,000 asteroids that are named um mm -hmm. so I find like there's an, an asteroid called Atlantis there is um, one to do with Lyra there is like lots of different asteroids so I put their asteroids into their birth charts as well mm -hmm. and basically I I I think that when you use asteroids in a birth chart, the birth chart itself becomes multidimensional because the same Ooh. birth read in thousands of different ways. You just take out the asteroids you don't want and you put in the ones that you do. So I can read the same birth chart and you say, okay, I want the, um, I want the um, new book release chart version of me. And I put in something about your new book release and boom, there it is. And I can read it. In fact, I've got um, um, a client who is an author and he's written hundreds, well, not hundreds, but uh, I don't know, about 20 or 30 books. And uh -huh. uh, he's awesome. And on a monthly basis, he gives me some of the themes that he's hoping to write about. Mm -hmm. And I put them into his progressed chart. And 
his new chapter is evolving through the reading and so I send it back to him he says that's what I was thinking yes and then he fleshes it out so we're kind of co-creating a book together though it's really his but you can use astrology in so many different ways now and Mm -hmm. um, yeah so people have gone we have gone into the past and yet to answer your question it's mainly for healing and the past is for healing okay and and to learn to learn from the patterns as well so it's not just about Mm -hmm. healing yeah making sure you're going to do the same mistakes again is about getting it right and also recognizing the people on our journey because um uh, you know a lot of them have had the same partners or friends around them yeah. and so we soul groups that. exactly mm-hmm. um, and so we can see you know where those relationships are going and and how well they are but not all of my clients are that experimental you know I've got a few that are um but yeah it's good fun it's it just I like that investigation yeah, well, you guys, a little bit later, in a little bit, we're going to do a mini session on myself and look at my birth chart and um, my future astrology from um, Luis's experience, just to give you an idea of what one session is like for her. And um, and if you want to learn from her, because she is teaching it, we'll go over that details in a little bit. So, because um, I love to learn and I know a lot of the audience members love to learn something new as well. So yeah. what does astrology say about how consciousness factors into shifting into the most ideal, probable future timelines for people? Um, I think we can learn from our mistakes. You know, like, how we're talking about how we heal from the past like for instance we're coming into a time where Pluto's about to change signs um, and Neptune will be changing signs in the next few years now the outer planets of if you think of the solar system the planets closest to earth are always we, we call these the um, the personal planets mm-hmm. and so their positions in our charts describe our personal traits you know mm-hmm. like our our behaviors and stuff like that and then the outer planets like uranus neptune and pluto we call those the the outer consciousness planets because we never really get to grips with their meaning they they bring in something from the universe or the multiverse or Mm -hmm. however you want to consider it they bring in something kind of obscure like pluto brings in issues of control um and power and um um resurrection but usually with quite a lot of pain involved because humans are so stubborn aren't they me included we have to make our lives really hard for ourselves before we learn the lesson and so we often like (laughs) collapse in a heap when we've got a big pluto thing going on and then we yield to it and kind of allow it and allow it to flow through us and then we kind of resurrect in our own form um in a new stronger form and so pluto brings us those opportunities and then we've got neptune and uranus now these three planets they're very slow moving. And so they mm. give us their positions in astrology, give us the, the template for different generations. And so, you know, we know that last time Pluto was um, in Aquarius coincided with the, um, um, <laughs> the storming of the Bastille in 1789. Oh, okay. So we're talking about the French revolution. So we're getting at the same thing is coming around again. And so oh. we can look, can observe the patterns of what happened in the past and we get a feeling for where it's going next time round. so it's mm. the same themes but just moved on so if you think about um the you know the french revolution it's about liberty equality and fraternity so brotherhood sisterhood freedom and real balance um mm. and it was a real reaction to the power that was doing everything to squash people 
So this theme is coming up and it's coming around because that's Pluto's moving into Aquarius in 2023. So that's only mm. two years away. And we, you can see how that could 20, happen. 2023. It's already starting to happen, isn't it? October 14, 2023 is the next solar total solar eclipse in the United States. Wow. There you go. This, th that's the other thing. So the it's paradigm shift, huh? A lot of these things happen at the same time. And um, we've got Neptune going into Aries in 2025. The last time Neptune was in um, Aries was in 1875. And it coincided with a really sort of intense interest in spirituality and mm -hmm. um, chemistry and drugs and things like that. So I'm not going to be surprised to see that um, medicine could be completely transformed and changed. Now, I can see two probable timelines that mm -hmm. one, it become very sort of Franken, <laughs> Frankenstein's monster um, and involve tons and tons and tons of um, we're going to do this to you um, and gene very, technology. Very ma 3D materialistic. Exactly. Physical. Or okay. it could be completely the other way where we start to realize that we are our own medicine and we start like um, we've all heard of med beds, probably. I'm sure mm -hmm, all of your mm -hmm. listeners have heard of med beds. But my intuition, I don't know this for sure, but my intuition says there's a lot of humans already here that are their own med beds, that they know how to do it. They just don't know that they can do it. But at some point, it's all going to kick in and we're going to come online. So what I've seen with my clients over this last year is they've been coming online to more of their more of their talents, myself included. It's like mm -hmm. in this last year, we felt more of ourselves embodied, almost like more of our light coming through, mm -hmm. not entirely sure. And with that, we shine more. And I'm, I know that the groundwork is laid out in our DNA and it's, mm -hmm. it's going to come into place. So I really think that's a possibility too. But, uh, you know, with the Dolores Cannon, we are going to get the choice to choose which way we go. Right, right. You know, with the higher reality, because, you know, like you said, with, with the two choices, can you always have a choice of higher or lower? Um, yeah. And you're going to go to whatever resonates with you or what, even if it doesn't resonate with you, if you want to go for the higher one, because it sounds more of a pleasant experience that you want to experience. Some people like the lower realities. They like the the suffering. Uh, it sounds kind of, it sounds kind of <laughs> archaic, but some people that's their, that's, that's what they find home is strug yeah. struggle and suffering and all that kind of stuff. It has to do with um, some childhood trauma and maybe mm -hmm. some, um, some unconscious behavior patterns that they picked up. But if they, but but at some point they get to a point where they're tired of it and they want to reach out for the higher experiences, and yeah. so um, those are always available to you. But yeah. in terms of medicine for the higher reality, I just see it being more kind of um, kind of a, a a holistic approach to wellness, not just your bodies, but your energy field. As understanding our energy fields are part of health um vibration resonance um your, your your chakras i mean acupuncture is all based on just balancing your chakra points and the different kinetics in your body so it's it 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 very much um almost a little star trekky yeah. all right in terms of medicine because there isn't a lot of cutting up of people or actually like 3d um they call it I remember this episode of Star Trek and they're like, oh, 21st century medicine is so archaic yeah. because the, the, the higher, more advanced stuff, they know more about the body that it, that we're energy being in a physical body. And the body is just a machine that's running off of the, the colds in the, the greater field that we are. 
So, and then, and, and I see that happening in um, medicine and we evolved to that. So that's the higher version of reality where there it's more about you. It's more about um, wellness and prevention. It's almost like, I'm going to go see a doctor now. And it, when you go there, it's almost like a spa experience. We do all we can to avoid the doctors. You know how some people go for a checkup, like, you know, um, like like they're ticking off a list of all the things a good citizen does. They go to the doctors and they get that, you know, we do everything we can to avoid them. Um, You know, we'll use them when we need them. Um, yeah yeah like I I go to my doctors um you know I do my annual checkups and all that and if something goes something doesn't feel right I'll go and just get a checkup just to see what the deal is Yes, and so they can look it over and then of course I you know ask for well what's the recommendation and so I do my chiropractic do my acupuncture and you know all that kind of stuff um maybe have to eat a little bit less um greasy food and put a little bit more you know more um vegetables you know etc so it becomes a all-encompassing way in which um, I approach my health and you know um, with the pandemic you know, I've been running around with mitigations and all that um, like recommended but I have unconsciously come across being in contact with people who did not know that they were actively COVID positive uh, and I've been hanging out and hugging them and you know because you know we're they're yeah. been clean and all of that and just innocently hanging out with people and then they tell everybody um a couple of days or whatever later when they, be, they become really active in it and they go get tested to come back completely negative so i wouldn't tell everybody just start start you know um not having any kind of mitigation but i think as we learn more about um contagious diseases and the common cold and flu and other things that will learn more about um, how your energy field protects you. And the higher your energy field um, and the higher your frequency, um, that helps with your immunity as well. So I think medicine in the near future will be learning a lot from these higher frequency individuals that um, from their aura fields, it goes right into the cells in their body that is also functioning at much higher levels and not so easily susceptible. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see what um, we find out from the COVID years because we're putting so much emphasis into it yeah. um, that we're going to learn so much more and grow from the information. And then, like you said, um, humans kind of like the hard knocks. <laughs> they really do. They really do. I'm, I'm blessed with people that, that do. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really... It's really t- hard time for a lot of people. Yeah. But not everybody has to go through hard knocks. Learn from the wisdom teachings. And, you know, learn from others hard mistakes. If you don't want to experience that for yourself, you could always learn from others as well instead of doing it yourself. So um, I do quantum hypnosis. And the Oversoul and Alien Collective that my Starseed clients have often talk in probability for giving options about future timelines. It's never just, this is the finite future, there's probable options. So do you see a probable future timeline or multiple ones for your clients? And I just want to preface to everybody, millionaires don't use astrologists, but billionaires do. So, <laughs> so. I, I, um, I like to do storytelling with my clients so I a bit like probable options you know I look at what's coming up for them 
And, you know, I'll be telling them, you know, about what's coming up in two years, in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years. And then we'll say, you know, where do you see yourself being in, in 10 years or 20 years? And, and then we'll look at the probability of how likely they're going to be to get there and, mm -hmm. and tell it as different stories. Because, you know, if you go the 3D route, um, or the five, you know, th there's so many different ways of approaching things. And mm -hmm. I can usually see what will hold people back from achieving it. Um, there's a wonderful asteroid that I use in astrology called Chiron, who's the wounded healer. He's known as being the wounded healer. And he shows us where our childhood wounds are pretty much mm. without a doubt. He also shows us how we become our own guru. Um, and so it's a, a really awesome point in our charts to look at. Um, and it comes up really strongly in the charts of healers and light mm. work and also doctors as well because they are also healers and mm -hmm. and psychologists and stuff um and so I kind of give them the sort of stories I give them a few different versions so I never really just see two I see quite a few um and then as we're talking I'm aware of you know which one they're favoring and then all of a sudden their timeline seems a bit clearer if that mm. I feel almost like um we're co-creating their timelines mm -hmm. you know I'm like um, a travel guide kind of showing them <laughs> you can yeah, here or kind of like a school counselor giving yeah, them yeah, some... like a guidance counselor <laughs> guidance counselor that's really good so like what how do you typically advise your clients about possible multiverses that they may be choosing to go into um i don't really have that conversation with all of my clients because not all of them would appreciate that a lot of them would think really oh, well but what about well, the ones because you said you have a lot of female clients and they come to you for relationship recommendations like should i marry him should i not marry him or should i <laughs> should i move with him should i not move with him you and know a lot of that, when to have children and stuff but i do have some clients that for instance can um go through different veils and go into different realities and hmm. for them that is a real possibility um and with them, you know, they'll ask me sort of very sort of clear questions about what they want to know and whether something is safe or not. And I'll explore that with them. So, um, yeah. And, and some people who have remembered that they've come from Lyra or um, the Pleiades and stuff like that, we ex explore that with them as well. So, um, so really your clients that remember, right. So your clients that remember um, previous lives at, in different star systems, um, how do you explore that in their astrology charts for what they're going to do next in this life? Well, um, I would look at what's coming, like um, what we do as astrologers, we compare the planets in the birth chart mm -hmm. with where they are today because the planets keep on moving, but our chart kind of looks the same. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a snapshot of, this, of the stars. And when we have a look at your chart, I can, I can show you where your birth planets are and then where the planets are around the outside and the where the planets are um, in relationship to your birth charts it gives astrologers a really big clue as to what's mm. coming up um, and what those phases mean because there are there are planetary cycles that repeat themselves again and again and again and they just form beautiful sacred geom geometric patterns mm -hmm. and we are just in like this vortex of cosmic life you know we are just patterns all we are is just repeating patterns or manabrod so sets yeah so we all i'm doing really is cracking their cosmic code yeah. and, and trying to understand it and and using what is coming up for them um and trying to encourage them to make the best of it like for instance if you know that you're going to get flooded um you might build a moat around your house mm -hmm. or a little so so yeah. that your house flood 
and you've, and you've got this water and it soaks away. But if you know ahead of time, say like two years ahead of time, you can mm-hmm. build um, a, a ditch and you can move it to one side and plant some trees that grow really, really well in water. Mm-hmm. Now, so if you know ahead by like 10 years, you could think, okay, well, what grows really well in water? What can I sell that grows in, in water, you know, in those 10 years? So you could actually mm-hmm. plan it. You could plant your plantation and get ready for that flow. Blueberries. Of yeah, exactly. Blueberries would be good. So that's what I'm doing with my clients. You know, if I can mm. see that there's this kind of Cinderella moment where something amazing is happening, I'll prepare them for it. But likewise, we all experience um, certain things. All of us humans, we all have a Saturn returns at mm-hmm. 29 and 58. We all have Chiron returns at 51. We all have certain things that happen to all of us at roughly the same age. Mm. And when rites of passage cycles occur there are very similar themes and you can see them coming a mile off and we go through quite a few in our 40s um and it's a process of preparing us I've just been through a lot of them um (laughs) what happens in your 40s I'm in my 40s too what happens you're you're coming up to a couple of them and so I'll I'll tell you about them if you want a little bit a little bit (laughs) but um you know as you prepare for them you can like if you know that the difficult stuff that's coming up you can relax the way you're thinking about your life so for instance mm-hmm. if you know that um you might be um like saturn returns are about taking on too much responsibility mm-hmm. uh, you want to make sure you have every resource in place before that cycle occurs because it mm-hmm. will cripple you you know you need mm-hmm. to have savings you need to have your health checked out so your habit of going to the doctor once a year is very helpful if you're coming up for a saturn return because mm-hmm. you know exactly what's going on you can you can prepare for it so that's what I'm doing really yeah can you briefly explain what are the typical cycles when somebody's in let's say the 20s 30s 40s 50s sure 20s you're going through cycles of rebellion and (laughs) and also cycles of um proving who you are Mm. you know the main objectives of your 20s is to say this is who I am this is who I am this is who I am look at me this is who I am because you know in your teens you're kind of wanting to be expressed but you're being held back by your parents or society and Mm. you're told you're not allowed to so in your 20s most people go to prove who they are Mm. and then at 29 comes the Saturn return and that's when we get this aspect this thing that happens to all of us where we realize that the identity we've built for ourselves doesn't serve us or is is Mm. holding us back or making us feel kind of ill or um, unhappy we're in the wrong relationships we're in the wrong jobs study the wrong thing Um, and then our 30s is mainly about (laughs) rebalancing all the 20s so it's about (laughs) realizing that actually yes we can create our future and and actually we realize that it's dangerous to be so involved in our identities so I see a lot Mm. of the 30s is being about moving on without being so identified with who we are. Yeah. We are. Come to yeah. rephrase it. And then I really see in our 40s, we start to um, want to be more purposeful. So we mm. want to see that our energies are being used by the world because we realize that our impact, um, you know, whilst most of us will live for a really long time <laughs> beyond our 40s, lots of people still consider it to be around midlife. I mean, I don't. I'm still like kicking it down the the lane you know (laughs) but um you know it it seems to be a bit of a watershed moment um apparently lots of people in the world actually do die in their 40s you know if if they don't have great sanitation and stuff lots of people don't get beyond you know where I am right now 
Mm. Um, so the 40s is also recognizing that um, we have less in common with the 20 year olds than we realized. And we might actually have more in common with people that are a bit older than us. So we start mm -hmm. to see the sense. We, I think in our 40s, we start to listen to our elders, <laughs> which we could have actually afforded to do when we were much younger. But they were self the hard knocks. <laughs> yeah. And then and what the about 50s? the 50s? The 50s, I really see as people um, could go two ways. People look for more comfort. Um, and I think I think we should always be looking for comfort, too. But in our 50s, I also see that a lot of people want to become elders and they're actually mm. thinking about how to give back um, and less about um, striving, but more about experiencing and enjoying. Um, and and then slowly, I think we're just evolving into more and more reason um it's mm -hmm. it's interesting as you look at the body and how the body works mm -hmm. you know when we're full of vitality it's all about me 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 and then as our vitality seems to be slipping away we're more about everyone else it's almost like the less firm <laughs> and um, right. um rigid our frame is the more porous maybe i don't know if our boundaries expand i don't mm -hmm. really know or um, maybe yeah mm, yeah growth our personalities have to be a bit more um well-rounded don't they we have to we have to be nice we have to be nicer because you yeah. know people might not like our bodies so much you know yeah well that goes yeah. into my next question Louisa because um there is a surge of um young children coming in with much older personas oh yeah and uh, much more kind of like that wise kid uh, that just gets along with everybody else at the grandparents' nursing home. You know, they're telling stories and all that. You know, so, and this and this is this is becoming very common day. I see it quite quite. Well, you know what you're looking for. I see, I see it quite often. So yeah. you and I are both what they call metaphysical moms, moms. Yeah. So I bring this up because I get clients who have high vibe children with unique six senses that can scare them themselves and their parents and family. So what does astrology say about why these old um, soul children pick out the parents that they have prior to being born? Is there like a certain like reason that they pick them out for whatever they pick them out for? Oh, I don't know if astrology says why, but I can always see the connection. So um, I think a lot of um, first generation indigos, for instance, have found themselves in families that don't understand them and i think that's why the indigo generations um often have have had a lot more um sort of aggression or um rebellion you know they've had to be quite rebellious because they've had to find their own way against mm -hmm. against the popular opinions <laughs> you know they've mm -hmm. had to be quite strong i see a lot of children that come in now um are coming in under the guise of sort of indigo parents so i'm mm. seeing a lot of rainbow children being born to um parents that understand their skills when you're looking in astrology um at family dynamics mm. there are always really strong links between the mum really? and the first even in adopted families so really if a, a child they'll adopt a child and the astrology will will really match because uh, oh. we find quite resonance but um what you'll see with um psychic children is a psychic mom or a psychic dad and you'll it's you'll true. see them <laughs> and they just repeat um now yeah. the patterns are the same 
across the board. So for instance, in some families, it might be Uranus and the moon might have a resonance and the mum will have it, the first child will have it, maybe the third child, or all of them will. Um, but everyone in the family will have an aspect like um, a relationship between the moon and Uranus mm -hmm. or in the moon in particular is very strong because it's about our instincts, but it also shows our psychic energy. Mm. Um, so Uranus is about channeling um, and very much about um, alternate realities and dimensions. Mm. So um, different planetary and star systems. Neptune is very much about merging and mm. going through veils and feeling right. everything, having no boundaries. Um, and so I see the moon, Uranus and Neptune is showing up really in the charts like wow. that. All of my clients are older than me um, and their children were possibly indigos mm. and they're a bit late in the day to do anything with their indigo children. <laughs> they're, built, they're rebuilding their relationship. But they got grandkids. But they have grandkids and a lot of them have very intuitive grandchildren. And so yeah. a lot of my telling me about their grandchildren right now. Yeah. Um, really exciting you know and and in fact when you look at the relationship between the grandmother and the grandchild you can see the links yeah 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 that yeah because um I see that quite 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 a bit and the the parents that have these children um you know they, they they'll get over their the courageous parents the ones that have a backbone will get over their I seriously there's not a yeah. lot of parents that have a backbone for these kind of children. That's why they, you know, usually pick um, the mother that is really has a lot of strength inside her because she needs to, she, she's going to need that for these kids. Yeah. Because um, they will challenge you, but, you know, just like um, a diamond in the rough, <laughs> it can be rewarding, but it's going to take some refinement. So yeah. um, anyways, but um the the uh, abilities of some of these kids are so unique that they don't even know what they're working with and i get yeah. these quite a bit what what kind of abilities are you seeing in these children oh they the just automatically know your akashic records they don't even wow. need astrology they don't need hypnosis they don't need meditation all those different consciousness tools and modalities they don't even need it they just go here it is they don't like, have happening in their mind and they just yeah, they just like already. A... Yeah, so the challenge for um, the challenge is to teach them about manners and respect. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just tell everybody everything. Yeah, um, because it's really hard for them because you know we're so slow in comparison to them. Yeah, boundaries is a big issue. Boundaries because not everybody wants to hear it, wants you to know it. Um, boundaries is very, very big. And a big lesson is not just boundaries, respectful boundaries, but discernment, mm -hmm. discernment, knowing when to offer assistance, knowing when to let people walk their walk, knowing when you may be taken advantage of or, or not. Um, mm -hmm. And not just boundaries with people physically, but boundaries with the spirit world. Yes. So boundaries and discernment are the two top things that they, I typically talk to the parents of these children um, about because um, it's just a new way of, it's, in Buddhism, we call it spiritual etiquette. Um, and in Buddhism, when you have one of these children, they typically go, we send them into the monasteries and be like, hey, help them out. <laughs> so they can be 
conscious and learn how to deal with their abilities. But as everybody starts um, raising their frequency, it will just naturally happen as part of their spiritual evolution and yeah, their children's and, as well. And um, the more people that awaken and evolve, the more other people are going to awaken and evolve, even people that aren't expecting to. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called simple physics, everyone. When you have a high energy individual, if you don't want to be affected by that consciousness love bug, stay away from that person because the minute you get into the aura field, they're going to clean up your aura field. And you're like, why are all my bad stuff coming up for me to address? <laughs> um, I went to live in um, Bali um, about 11 years ago, um, straight from the UK. And the UK is a, is a place with a lot of density. I mean, there's some light places in there, mm -hmm. but very, very dense around London. It's very exciting. Mm -hmm. There's some real density. And going from London and like landing myself in Bali for a few months, after a few months, I felt exhausted because yeah. it, it, the energy of it is actually a bit like being in cotton wool. It felt like I was floating yeah. in a cloud most of the time. And within a few weeks, I started to get very conscious of darkness and um, discomfort. And I started to feel kind of really ill all the time. And I wasn't ill, but it was just my, my sick thoughts I'd had in, in the past. Everything was just like coming out of me. And then I um, was talking to people and a lot of people do naturally, you know, if they go to live in a place like that, they naturally clear off after a few weeks because mm -hmm. it's too intense. And I stayed there for about nine months. And when I came back, I felt so fantastic you mm -hmm. know one of the things I, I really put down to was like singing in Sanskrit so when you were talking about the word bood I was loving the fact that you know it's Sanskrit because I love there's something very clean and and cleansing about that language mm -hmm. but according to the place you go to it either brings your body up or it brings you down when I got back to Heathrow in England in London it felt like there were knives pointed at me like the energy mm -hmm. is really jagged mm -hmm. it's really horrible yeah. Um, and so one of the things we like about being in Portugal is we're living in central Portugal and it's just hills, it's beautiful hills and, um, lake mm -hmm. beaches and things like that. We're so steeped in nature and it's mm -hmm. really not densely populated. And so, um, do you live by the mountains? Do you live by the mountains or by well, the ocean where it kind of converges? It's all, it's all, it's all mountains really in Portugal. Yeah. Oh and yeah, that's true. Far, we could drive to the sea in about 40 minutes, mm -hmm. but we're more inland. Um, but it's really kind of a nurturing place. It feels very um, healing. Um, yeah. yeah. And very old. It's, it's got a lot of respect. It, and, and the mentality here is, is it's almost like being 30 years back, but in the UK. <laughs> yeah, well, like different locations will have different um, resonance and um, energy. So that, there's always that conversation. Do you take a high vibe person who has a very high calibrating Merkaba and energy field and put them in a dense place and they'll get drained? by everybody else or do you put them into a relatively high place and they just amplify that spot so there's always that conversation what you know uh, what to do but a lot of high vibe individuals typically are attracted get born into or migrate to um, porter points within earth's um, Merkaba mm. so um, but it, it, yeah and Portugal is on one I actually live five minutes from another portal point <laughs> it's, it's very normal Where's the where's the porter point in um in um, I live I live um in Seattle, Washington, but I live twenty miles north of it in a small island. It's kind of by the San Juan Islands, mm -hmm. and a lot of my clients 
um, will come to me because they saw a UFO around the same area. I'm like, oh, that's where, that's where the border point yeah. is. And they're like, it's right by the house. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> so, anyway, it's a totally different conversation, but a lot of high vibe individuals live on Earth's red points. Well, it's, it's, what... funny, it's really funny that you said that because when I met my husband and like we, we met um, and went on the first date, and then we just stayed together ever since. So I'm still on my first date with him, like 10 years down the line. That's so wonderful. I love that. I love that. Well, you we, know, the- we got moved to a place where there were where I saw three or four different sightings of UFOs. And, and when when that place had finished with us, when we weren't supposed to be there anymore, mm-hmm. it's like we got kicked out of that place. It's like like all of a sudden um, opportunities came for us to live on this place. It made it so good that we had to live there. And then huh? all of a sudden all got shut down and and we always feel ourselves being moved and ever since we've come to Portugal we've been moving in and around the place the city of Tamar mm-hmm. and every now and again we move away and then another opera comes up and we're moving yeah. back we just got to move closer back to it again so sorry yeah to no, no, no 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 it's okay yeah it, uh, um you know the universe is just kind of moving you from one active portal point to another <laughs> I think it is I really think it is <laughs> I I just stay in um I um where, where I am, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a major border point. It's a constant one. It's a huge one. So it's never going to go anywhere. <laughs> so, um, but um, anyways, well, we can have that conversation. Everybody, I'm actually going to be on a Louisa's podcast and we can talk more about um, this I'd wonderful topic on my book, Buddhist Mandalas. But um, the 2021 Higher Self Expo is on July 17th through 18th. And it's a 24-hour expo featuring 33 speakers, including Louisa. So everyone go to higherselfexpo.com to sign up for that expo. Now, Louisa, what will you be presenting at this expo? Um, I'm going to do a talk called Astrology, where science and spirituality meet. So I'm just going to be talking about the history of astrology and exploring whether there is anything scientifically holding it up because there's a lot of people that say no it's rubbish you know how can it possibly be true but over you know a lifetime of being interested with it I've got so many correlations Mm -hmm. and um, and data and every astrologer is a walking um is like a walking uh, filing cabinet of of just causation and links so I'm just going to be exploring some of the patterns that repeat that repeat so much that you have to ask yourself is that coincidence or chance or could it actually be part of um, a real live science I mean how can you how can you actually test astrology scientifically because it's about people and people walk around all the time we're not in a a scientific test tube we're not in a a science lab we're constantly changing our perspective on things so it changes the graph yeah so we can't really examine it in a scientific in a scientific way using test tubes and petri dishes and stuff but what we can do is use the science of correlation and statistics and that's actually there's so much evidence so i'm just going to do a talk around that that sounds like pull together it's gonna to be fun for me to do as well actually I'm, I'm looking yeah forward to it. that sounds like fun and just for the um the audience members just remember you know um in buddhism vedic astrology is used by a lot of the uh, practitioners of different schools of buddhism it comes off of hinduism and the three buddhist monks that use vedic astrology to track where in um, the middle east yeshua ben yosef which the West calls Jesus, 
or Etha in, in Islam was tracked using Vedic astrology. And that's where they found his, um, his parents, Yosef and um, Mary, to locate the child that they needed to teach consciousness, metaphysics, and energy healing for so that he can um, help raise the consciousness of, of humanity for all those lower vibe people so they don't keep reincarnating into lower and lower cycles, get them up a little bit higher so they have the ability to actually go into the higher realms. So, um, so there is definitely a science, and, and in Asia, we completely recognize it as as a as a tool. So, you're going to actually be able to teach people these um, tools in a course offering that you're offering on your website. So, let's finish off with a little mini reading that you give to people to give them an idea of what a session with you looks like. And this is a mini 15 minute reading on myself, um, and so. Um, she actually, I'm going to share my share screen. Okay, so do you see my um, chart? Yes, I can see it. It's beautiful. What okay. So um, um, what I'm going to do is describe it like a clock. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'll tell you where I'm looking because you're not going to see my mouse, are you? Um, we'll only no. see your <laughs> so um what what is it you want to know about what would you like well to know you know i mean just uh just let me know what the universe um wants me to know okay well the first thing that like if i was to talk to somebody about what the universe wants them to know if you have a look down at say five o'clock can you see that there is that's perfect move slightly closer to where it says v-e-r-t-e -E. yeah um, that's it perfect um, that's a point in the chart that's calculated based on your time, place and date of the birth. And it's called the vertex. And the vertex is known as being what the universe wants you to know about. And where the, the vertex is located um, and in which sign it's located, it's in the sign of Scorpio. So if you see that blue M underneath mm -hmm. it with the, with the arrow, that's the sign of Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's in the fourth house. The vertex is describing what the universe is asking you to do. And so the first thing that I would say in answering what the universe wants you to do is it wants you to be doing powerful, transforming things from home. Absolutely powerful, transforming things from home. And it's in I'm a conjunction. From home because I'm that lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to travel all over the place. <laughs> That's the very first thing. And there's so much more to build into this. Um, so the planet next to it that looks like um, a, a space invader can you see that yeah that's Uranus. this one here um oh sorry um it's next to where it says vertex oh this um, one to the right oh this one yeah okay uranus uranus is um very close to the vertex the uranus is about all things new all things extraterrestrial all things consciousness all things channeled all things non-attached um and things that come telepathically through the veils so it's also um, because the vertex is so close to it, it's saying that you need to be doing something to do with higher consciousness, to do with raising consciousness, to do with creating shock in people, creating um, a surprise and a delight. Um, and you're here as a catalyst. You're here as a pattern changer. So you're here to change the pattern of people's thinking um, and to excite and delight them and get them thinking really deeply. It's in the sign of Scorpio. So that's pretty deep. Um, Scorpios love to go very, very deep. Now, the vertex is also, if you go 
completely opposite. Right here. Uh, yep, to see where it says Talon. That's ah, actually uh-huh. asteroid talent. It just doesn't put the T on the end. Mm-hmm. Now, asteroid talent shows us, I think, where talent is in the charts. And it shows up with, you know, without fail. Um, it, it really aligns to where we need to be. Now, yours is next to a little symbol that looks like a key that's on its side. Can you see that? This one? No, the other one <laughs> on to the one? left. That's it. That's Chiron. So, you know, I was talking about the wounded healer. Mm-hmm. Chiron, the wounded healer is an asteroid. Now, your Chiron is really close to talent, showing that you mm. have a really specific ability to heal people through massive trauma. Um, and oh, you're, yeah. you're doing it in alignment with Uranus in opposition down below. So your, uh. your skills are kind of shocking people into healing experiences um, and creating yeah. a um, break in their timeline or a break in their pattern, a break in their thinking. Um, and, helping people, <laughs> and helping people turn their hurt past um, into the vehicle for them to become self-aware and helping mm-hmm. them to um, awaken to the skills that they have. So you're helping them become their own guru. Um, yeah. So you are literally turning those bits of coal into diamonds, but they're doing the work for Very, themselves. Oh, they're doing the work. Yeah. That is so true because that's exactly what I do with a lot of my clients. I, I, you know, I ask them, "Why? All right, well, if the universe sends you to me, I'm not going to sugarcoat or anything. I'm just going to pull the bandaid off and let's get to the bottom. Let's clean this up and get you on your way. I don't, I don't have time or patience or energy for the 3D BS. Okay, just get, just throw that to the side and let's move on to the 5D. So that's that's totally true. That's really shown by the fact there's a big, thick red line <laughs> connecting those two groups of planets. So they're in opposition. Um, like when oh, they're apart from each other, they're really challenging. Um, you see, you've got quite a few sort of triangular blue shapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where, that, huh? yeah, that's where you've got natural talents and where things are very, very easy and in flow. And then those thick red ones show where you're shocking and challenging. And so... When it comes to healing, your talent for healing other people, it, it is activated through shock and through kind of waking people up almost, like you say, ripping the band-aid off. So that's awesome. So that, that would be yeah, the first that's thing true. Say. That's the first thing that I'd say, you know. That is so true. Yeah, that's so true. Because when I do hypnosis or when I, uh, when, I, when I do hypnosis with my clients, I go straight for the ego. Let's talk to the ego. Okay, let's talk to your abusive <laughs> uncle that molested you. Let's talk to his higher self right now. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, I'm like, let's talk to him right now. Let's talk to his higher self. And I talk to his higher self and I say, now you're going to go to yourself in the parallel timeline when you're molesting your niece and you're going to talk to yourself right now and give him advice. So he, you could shock him out of his slumber and make him ch- choose the higher timeline. And then, okay, and then let's go over and let's switch over and talk to the little girl that you um, that you molested. Let's give her some talk tracks so that she knows how to talk to you, your lower self that doesn't know any better, so she can shock the heck out of you so you stop what you're doing. Now let's go do those. I jump between people's consciences all the time in their sessions. At the very end of it, it's like, uh, I just had a, like a timeline lumbotomy. <laughs> Yeah, that totally fits with, I mean, that fits with so much more in your chart, but um, what amazes 
is um, I've never heard of anyone really using um, hypnosis like that. Like when I've used hypnosis, yeah, we've gone on timelines and we might have assumed um, one character, but not like multiple. In multiple. I yeah, I, I learned it in Buddhism because hypnosis has been, and NLP has been going on in Buddhism since the, yeah. Gar, the Dartan passed. It's, it's advanced Buddhism and people don't really like to, because they, they don't, they're not familiar. A lot of people are afraid of talking to the ego, but no, the ego is fine. There's nothing wrong with the ego. Talk to your ego, give it some, it just needs a, a, some training, <laughs> some training. And then yeah. I'll even, even in, uh, in the sessions, if they're afraid of specific ghosts, haunting yeah. the home or whatever i'll say let's talk to that one right now we'll talk to that one right now and i go in and that that being will come out i'll talk to them i'll give them a conversation about consciousness i'll have them uh, understand where their origins are they'll go into the light and be like thanks Juan. and like yeah leave my person alone and you know i mean i, I don't care who it is in consciousness i know that everybody's origins and their source i don't play the 3d games and the bs games just just yeah. Go to source, connect to the crystalline lights, and you know, get better experiences for yourself. I'll even talk to the past life of the client and talk to the higher self in the past life and yeah. um and coach them to choose better options. So everybody gets um psychological timeline shock therapy from Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I really, really love that. Now it's talking about this stuff. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, it's time for us all to wake up, isn't it? So it's yeah. great. Um, yeah, I love that. Talk, funny. Talk, talking about your um, emotional shock therapy that you give people. <laughs> See, there's another um, like thick bands of lines, say from two o'clock mm. to seven or eight o'clock. Okay, right here. So you're, you're at two o'clock um, and see that diamond with a cross underneath it. Um, just where your arrow is, actually. Um, yeah, right here. Uh, They're here. Yeah, yeah that's. That's um, an asteroid called Pallas Athena. And Pallas mm. Athena is about our ability to um, perceive structure and how to be strategic and how to be um, um, sort of unattached. And she's she's really awesome. She sees patterns. She sees patterns everywhere. She's an investigator. She mm. is, um, she's the uh, sort of like template of all patterns and so she comes up in the sign of Aquarius and yours is in the sign of Aquarius See she must be Aquarius. dating the Manabrot set <laughs> <laughs> see the Manabrot set was a guy she might that must be her boyfriend <laughs> so see see the yellow wavy lines next to her yeah that's the sign of Aquarius so you've mm. got your Pallas Athena in sign of Aquarius loads of astrologers do I do as well mm. uh, and it really shows up in the charts of people who um, really love um, NLP and hypnosis and astrology uh. And any kind of system that allows you to look at patterns of thinking and see the patterns beyond life and see um, the cycles and break the patterns and have fun with it and stuff. Now, your Pallas Athena is cutting right across the chart, right across. So if you go down to um, approximately half past seven, there, there you go. So you've got the sun, which is a circle with a circle in. Um, and then you've got Venus just above it, which is the circle with a, um, a cross underneath. And then you've got Jupiter that looks like a four with a curvy back. Perfect. So you've got a love. This is a beautiful alignment, by the way. So you've got okay. Venus to do with love and flow and abundance. You've got Jupiter to do with expansion and leadership and warmth and being mag mag like being magnificent basically being a bit of a celebrity you've got the two of those together with the sun which is your ego and so you've got this beautiful I am a Leo 
Yes, and it is in the sign of Leo. All of that's in the sign of Leo. Um, you you are born with not a silver spoon in your mouth, but you're born with a really lucky disposition. You're born with a really loving, open, friendly, warm, lively, dramatic um, and reverent as well, like a really sort of reverent um, personality, somebody who absolutely loves the joys of life. The, the sign of Leo is, is really full of warmth and drama and richness. Um, and so you've got Venus is known as one of the luckiest. Uh, it's, it's known as a benefic planet. It's, it's advantageous. So is Jupiter. And you've got them both together with your sun. So you've got a very fortunate makeup in your chart. But well, they are. You. This, this is this is also in the second house to do with oh. your resources. So you're probably very good at creating a business and attracting resources to you. So you're very resourceful. Um, even when you don't have anything, you can still find something. Um, you can always find what you need and you've got the faith to do that now the interesting thing here is this is all about people's personal stories mm-hmm. and people's personal identities that they hold on to and it's right in opposition to Pallas Athena in Aquarius at two mm-hmm. o'clock and so mm-hmm. when you're working with people you're helping them to step outside of their rich colorful story about themselves and see the patterns beyond it because you've had to do it with yourself and sometimes sometimes you are walking in two lives as well so you've got this very real life around you very Mm. loving warm and expansive and colorful life and you also see the pattern behind it um, and live the pattern behind it Um, and so one of the challenges for you is to be able to live with both the dissociation and the association at the same time and enjoy it so it's almost like life is pulling you in two directions Mm. one to experience the really rich life and then also to experience the detachment and and the truth behind it um but be able to live with both of them in the current now so it's quite a big challenge because i've met quite a few awakened people who um very much detach and find it very hard to re-engage um the real the real difficult thing to do um, being multi-dimensional is the word yeah. yes, yes there you go yeah so I can absolutely see your being multi-dimensionality going on in your chart and this lovely um triangle this blue triangle in the middle is showing oh, you um that's it perfect mm-hmm. now the, the one that looks like a question mark right at the top that's dwarf mm-hmm. planet that's about motherhood mm-hmm. And she's connected beautifully to Neptune, which is about four o'clock to your right. Um, that looks like a trident. So if you go to four o'clock on a clock face. Oh, we're here. Oh, yeah, we're here. There's Neptune. He's um, the higher harmonic of Venus. So it's unconditional love and spirituality. So your unconditional love and spirituality is linked into motherhood in Aries, like um, Ceres is about your Ceres, where it is, is showing that you are a leader as a mum. So you're not only a loving mum, but you're leading, you're leading the way, you're showing your kids how to be leaders in their own right. Mm. Uh, and you're leading them in consciousness and unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that yeah. triangle goes back to Jupiter and Venus. You're also teaching them how to be multidimensional and how to love joyously and fully. Right, right. Well, creation within consciousness is the easiest way to create. So don't struggle too hard, people. Don't struggle too hard. (laughs) Stop creating in 3D terms and linearity. You're working too hard. Okay, just go into the higher dimensions of consciousness and awareness. 
this it's, it's so much more easy i'm it's lazy like, i'm a lazy conscious manifester well i think you're very good at it um if i was to answer your question like fully um which is what does life have for me now I would say um, all of those great things that you're already doing in your chart that I've identified, that shows your current working technology, but actually where you're meant to be is using all of those skills in raising the children, using all of those skills Mm. in somehow creating, um, not necessarily an academy, but some form of training for new souls, Um, not just your own children, but other children, you know, to help them with their multidimensional lives um, and how to lead be leaders and so you're raising the new leaders is what I'm seeing I think that's what the universe wants you to do and it's and it's a lot of fun fun ways actually I I have a lot of of of, uh, it's growing a lot of the followers of this podcast are very very they're like young adults and they're teenagers and they just they love these kind of like metaphysical far out (laughs) concepts and the fact that it's real makes them like love it even more and (laughs) a lot of them are healers and so they think that sometimes I get these email emails sometimes like well maybe I should do this healing modality but I really love art I really love video games and I say you know who the greatest healer in humanity is well modern in modern humanity the greatest healer of the 21st century it's actually Walt Disney Walt Disney is the Walt Disney of Disneyland Mickey Mouse Minnie Mouse the creator of that, Walt Disney, is the greatest healer of the 21st century because his love for creating this magical world and kingdom and all the fantastic characters and, and so forth has brought so much joy and healing and comfort to children all over the world, to multiple generations. You have grandparents who still love the old stuff as well with the grand grandchildren that watches it and has expanded and grown in so many different ways and it was all just through sharing um, story time in cartoons with children and that was his focus was just to 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 share beautiful stories and cartoons in a fun way for children and he's grown to really take over the whole world and so if you really want healing it, it could be anything that brings comfort and joy and uplifts people and you can have lots of fun doing it so walt disney is the number one healer in the 21st century so yeah so it's not always just you know energy healing all these there's lots of ways to heal well definitely telling good stories is is definitely healing isn't it if you've got a good yeah um, yeah that's amazing well, Louisa, thank you for offering your intuitive readings. Um, everyone, if you want to learn more about her courses that she's offering, and she's actually having plans to build out and offer more courses to take this to the next level, teach people all over the world. Um, or if you want your own reading, and this was a mini reading, um, you can go to her website, which is feelgoodastrology.com. And again, don't forget to check her out in her speaking engagement at the 2021 Higher Self Expo on July 17th through 18th. And their website, again, is higherselfexpo.com. So thank you kindly to our listeners for listening to another enlightening conversation. Um, Until next time. Thank you so much. (laughs) Lots to you too and to your audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.